Time for us to get into our fitness conversation. This week, we're looking at uh, the causes of rotator cuff injuries. And if you find yourself in the position where you have that injury, how to treat it. Joined on the line by physiotherapist with a special interest in chronic pain, Leslie Mayer joins us again this morning. Leslie, a very good morning to you. Good to have you on the show once again. Yes, thanks. Goodness. It's always nice to come in. I'd just like to thank the listeners. I like getting their little messages and calls of how much they're enjoying the the radio station. It, it makes me want to share more. Yes. So we're talking about the rotator cuff um, yes. and the injuries to the rotator cuff. What is the rotator cuff? So the rotator cuff is a group of four muscles that sit on, on your shoulder blade and under your shoulder blade that come around and attach onto the shoulder girdle, so onto the arm bone. And when you use your arms carrying buckets, uh, picking up stuff, depending on whatever your work is, um, you can injure the muscles or you can, if you have an accident like in, in rugby, you fall on a ball and your arm, the ball was between your shoulder and your, and your body and you fall on the ball, then you can rip it off in a car accident, you can rip it off. And also people's um, type of jobs that they have. So my mother was a physiotherapist. She used to treat uh, small children for their chests and she had to pick them up and turn them all the time. You know, these are kids under five. So you had to pick them up, put them in the pram, take them, treat them, uh, rotate them in the parents with young kids. No, then you pat, 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 and then you pick them up, pat, 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 and then you put them back in the pram. And she had two rotator cuff repairs recently. Um, she's now in her 70s. And it's just from wear and tear. So... Um, one needs to make sure that if you do have shoulder pain, so say for argument's sake, you've fallen and you knocked your shoulder, it's not off, but it's sore. You need to go and have it treated because um, when it becomes sore, the muscles tighten and when they tighten, they thicken. And then when they thicken, it becomes sore to lift the arm and then they get graunched between the space between your um, your, your shoulder part at the top and then your arm bone and then the muscle of the rotator cuff gets caught between the two bones and it gets pinched, 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 pinched and then that causes inflammation in the area. And then when it starts inflaming in that area, it becomes painful and you lose range of movement and you don't want to lift the arm up properly and then you hold it against your body and you try and avoid using it and then when you don't use it, you lose it because then it becomes weaker and then it becomes stiffer and you can actually get stuff like frozen shoulder and things like that. So before it even reaches the frozen shoulder stage or the rotator cuff off stage, one needs to maintain your shoulders. And one of the things that we do to maintain the shoulders is a good bunch of shoulder stretches. So bringing your arm across your body, pulling it to the other side, so across your chest. If you had to lift your arm up and you grab it with the other arm and then you tilt sideways like a banana and you pull your arm over your head, those are how you stretch the rotator cuff muscles. Also, if you had to put your hand behind um, as if for like the woman you were wanting to uh, take your bra off or scratch your back shoulder blades. Mm-hmm. Those are movements that stretch the rotator cuff um, muscles so, and you so need to have full range. So it sounds as if uh, you can injure that group of muscles, those uh, four muscles in the shoulder, either mm. through, like you were saying, through work. So maybe you mm. do a lot of very manual work, you're carrying things, you're lifting things, mm. you're pushing things, or mm. you're just carrying and lifting uh, a small child. But also mm. just over time, those muscles um, could just, you know, through age, you could injure yes. them that way. Yes. So a lot of people, like if we take the people that sit behind the computer a lot, 
Um, they're sitting there in the same position all day, all night, and a lot of them don't do exercises after. So now you lose range of movement because you're not using it. And you might not notice it now while you're young and fit and active and stuff like that, but give yourself 40, 50 years of working in that position, then you lose range and you can't lift it up and your posture gets compromised. If you start getting a forward neck posture, you alter your whole posture, alters your shoulder position, and then your shoulders don't work as well because you need full range of movement of your posture, an upright posture of your thoracic area, that's your middle of your back, to get the last 10 degrees of shoulder flexion. Mm. So if you are bent forward because you've got poor posture, you will never have full shoulder range of movement because your body won't allow it to get there. So it's very important to have full range of your posture, good posture, um, good range of movement of all your joints. And that's being able to link your arms. Um, If you take your one arm behind the top of your neck and you took the other one behind your back like you're taking off your bra, and then you must be able to link your fingers together like a chain. Mm -hmm. Then you've got full range of movement and you must be able to do it both sides. You mentioned that one of the symptoms of uh, something has gone pear-shaped with regards to your rotator cuff is that there's pain. Is that the only symptom? I know you just said one of the things you should be able to do is get have full range of motion. Mm. If you don't have full range of motion, could that also be an indicator that something is wrong with your rotator cuff? What are some of the symptoms of an injury or something not being right? So it has a tendency to give you pain at night. So, but I'm talking like keep you awake type of pain. So initially you'll get pain on the front of your shoulder, like um, just, just on the front of the shoulder. That's one of the areas. And then on the side of the shoulder will be the areas of pain. But you won't want to lift the arm. You, you avoid using it and it wakes you at night. And, um, yeah, and then you, you don't want to lift it up past 90 degrees because at 90 degrees is when it gets pinched in the, between the two bones. So you will avoid that. So it gets pinched at 90 degrees, but if you lift it past 90 degrees, then it's okay. So it's usually pinched at that 90 degrees, but pain at night, but also like um, pain during the day, but it's not as severe as the pain at night. And so when you then uh, figure out or you have some of these symptoms, you suspect you have an injury, uh, what is the best thing to do? Is it the kind of thing you can treat at home or do you need to be seeing a, a medical professional like a physiotherapist? Look, it, it is good to go and see a physio. The reason being is it's peace of mind for starters, all right? Because they'll do a whole bunch of tests to determine is your arm still attached or is it off or do you need to go see an orthopod or what is it that you need to do? Mm. Now, when I was uh, working in the UK many years ago, we had this young bloke that had been referred to increased range of movement, but he was a young guy that had played a rugby match and he had the ball between his arm and his body and he fell on the ball and after that his arm was intensely painful and he couldn't lift it. Now I knew the arm was off. So we would have done a test to test if the arm, the, the muscle was still on. So we'd have to lift the arm up at 90 degrees and ask him to hold it there. Obviously he said, please don't let my arm go <laughs> and we won't let it go, but I've got to test it. And at that point, he needed surgery. No matter how much he comes to the physio and how much we rub it and stuff like that, I can't magically wave a wand and reattach the muscle. He will need surgery. And the same goes for um, elderly uh, people that have had um, this ongoing rotator cuff syndrome and the arm is very painful and stuff like that and they can't lift the arm up because it just doesn't want to lift. Or they can lift it, but it's very painful. Oh, just go and see an orthopedic surgeon. You will need a referral either from your physiotherapist or your GP because you can't just walk in there by yourself. Mm-hmm. But go and see an orthopedic surgeon and they will do an MRI scan. They will do sonars. They might even do an X-ray just to check. Have your 
bones grown teeth and are now pushing in the muscle, which is what's causing the rotator cuff problem, or is the muscle off, or is there thickening of the muscle, has it got, uh, turned into bone, you know, calcified. And then depending on what your MRI or your X-ray or your sonar shows, you will then get the relevant surgery for it. And then once you've had surgery, you will wear a sling for six weeks. But during that time, and this is very important for the listeners that have just had surgery, that are coming out and they're crying of pain, because the first six weeks are very, very painful. But if on day one, on day one, you start massaging your shoulder like you would stroke a cat or a rabbit or a bird very softly, you will stroke the shoulder, take your other hand, and you literally just rub it and rub it. It and you rub it for about five, ten minutes, two, three times a day. Mm-hmm. Not hard at all. That reduces the pain significantly. And then you need to do the exercises that have been given to you by the orthopedic surgeon's physio. And those exercises must be done regularly. But what I have noticed is when the people do start doing the exercises, it's really, really painful in the beginning. So you need to slowly do the exercise and not just do it I'm not sure what's happening there we seem to have lost Leslie we just lost her we'll try to get her back Leslie Mm. Leslie, sorry, we lost you, we lost you very briefly there. Uh, as you were saying that you need to do the the exercises, or you need to do the massage slowly, and then technology and then intervened. Oh, lovely. Okay, so back to slowly massage two three times a day mm. to reduce the pain quickly because it has a very very strong impact on reducing pain. That massage, like a cat or a rabbit, and then you need to do your exercises that has been given to you on a sheet of paper by your physio. You need to do those exercises as they've prescribed, like often they say it's like three times a day and sometimes I say every two hours, but you need to do it until the area releases the pain because if you just do it 10 times, it's just not enough. So you would do it, and I'm not saying you've got to go into pain to do it, you just wiggle, 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 and then all of a sudden you'll feel, ah, there it releases, and then you stop. And then the next time you do the next exercise, you go wiggle, 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 until it releases. And then by doing that on a regular basis, you will get a quicker um, recovery rate and you will increase your range of movement much quicker and you'll get full range of movement. We always aim to get full range of movement at about 12 weeks. So, um, but uh, not to despond people, um, any surgery that you have, shoulder, knee, foot, can take up to an entire year before the swelling stops from the surgery site and before you have full, full range of movement and um, no pain. If you injure your rotator cuff, you get treatment for it, which may include uh, surgery. Are you able to then go back to doing what you were doing before? Are there generally any complications linked to having this type of injury? If you do like we tell you to do, it comes out perfect. If you do not do what we tell you to do, it does not. And so if if you don't do what you were told to do, what could you potentially lose some of the range of motion in your shoulder? Yeah, you, you won't get full range of movement back. So um, a lot of people stop going to physio, again, due to financial reasons or whatever the case may be. But um, don't stop doing the exercises until you have full range of movement. And like I said, you want to try and aim for it to have it at 12 weeks. Some people don't recover as quickly as others. So then we aim for... 16 weeks, 
But if you still one of those that don't get full range of movement within that time, you've got a year in which to get full range of movement and you do not stop doing your exercises until you have full range of movement. Yeah. But you can go, um, you know, if, if you've got financially strapped and stuff like that, then go every six weeks to a physio. But don't stop going because you need that one-on-one whipping and they massage the area and they stick needles in and they try and release the area using physical modalities to try and win that range. Yeah. Um, Is it advisable, say you do have um, a bit of pain in the shoulder and maybe it Mm. is linked to an injury of the the rotator cuff, is it Mm. advisable to use ice on there to reduce swelling or should you, is it the kind of injury you shouldn't ice? Okay, it depends on, on whether the injury is acute or chronic. So if it's an acute injury, you've fallen on it today, you use ice for the first three days. If it's anything older than three days, you swap over to heat. So, and it's again, it's, it's a, um, something that just makes you feel better. Um, some people prefer the ice, some people prefer the heat. Again, no longer, if you're going to use ice, no longer than 10 minutes because you can cause burning with ice even. And um, if with a hot pack, uh, don't leave it on too hot. Don't make it too hot. And But that one you can leave on long, long term. And uh, you can repeat the ice every two hours or the heat every two hours to reduce the area of pain. Mm. But again, it's at, at what you crave. So sometimes it's... But in the first three days, if there's swelling and pain, ice. And if there's a lot of swelling after uh, within the first three days, there's something majorly wrong, don't leave it. Go and have it investigated. Mm. A WhatsApp message says here, morning, um, move rapid relief works like magic. I nearly died of the shoulder pain. Um, are anti-inflammatory email gels, that kind of thing, also okay to use with this kind of injury, um, including, you know, when you're massaging it, is it okay to use? Um, um, not within the first 24 hours because we want to have a wee bit of an inflammation reaction there because you've um, you, you've got to get it better, right? But if it's swelling a lot, yes, you will use um, inflammatory gels and Voltaren and whatever you've got after but not the first 24 hours and then uh, you can take pain pills and stuff like that as well um pain day one but anti-inflammatory day two and three but if you're confused go get help go see your gp go see your physio and um, often the gps will prescribe medication but not necessarily refer you to a physio you might get better results if you go see a physio and if you don't like the first physio find another one Leslie, as always, it's great to have you on the show. Thank you so much for your time this morning. Oh, it's always a pleasure. Have a nice day. Thank you very much, you too. That is Leslie Mayer. She is a physiotherapist with a special interest in chronic pain, speaking to us about how to deal with a rotator cuff injury.